Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything. Life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. And welcome to another episode of the Surge Affect. In this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about what's going on down in the States with the Bidens. That's right, the Bidens. There seems a lot to be going on with them. But before we get going, I'm just going to mention a couple of our sponsors. Our first sponsor for today is Love My Legs, Own Sound Gray Bruce. Love My Legs allows you to strut with confidence, offering three styles of waistbands for comfort and wearability and the only lifetime guarantee in the industry. For more information, follow them on Facebook at Love My Legs, Owen Sound, Gray Bruce. Just click on the link below this video and you will go directly to their webpage and you'll see everything they have to offer. Our next sponsor is He Shirts, She Shirts. T-Shirt She-Shirts is more than just a T-Shirt company. Click on their description below in this link and head on over to their webpage and check out to see what they have to offer at their site. Okay, so let's get right into it. I'm sure some of these videos you guys have or have not seen. First one I'm going to show you is a guy by the name of uh, Tony Bobolinsky. Now, Tony Bobolinsky was a uh, he was a veteran, a Marine. His whole family were veterans, and Tony Bobolinsky uh, released this press press release, basically a bunch of reporters, um, just before the election, just before the Trump and Biden election. So anyway, he came forward and said all this, and this literally was not covered on MSNBC, NBC, CNN. Zero minutes were covered by this gentleman by the name of Tony Bobolinsky. So let's listen to what Tony has to say. He's uh, talking to the media right now. Country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know. So just before Tony Bobolinsky starts talking about the facts, keep in mind, replace Biden's name with Trump. If this was Trump, would this be equal justice? The answer is rhetorical. So is the question. So let's carry on. And everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018. 
These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man, the Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I've made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him. In so this was covered by Tucker Carlson um, several years ago. And like I said, nobody covered it. Nobody but Tucker and, of course, Fox News. But nobody else did. In a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CFC China, Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier and then by Hunter Biden and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the U.S. and around the world. And the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed at Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called SinoHawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning SinoHawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and a, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden. And so, how can this guy make this stuff up? How can he make all this stuff up? Towards the end, and why would he, right? Why would he? Towards the end, he's saying about all these um, phones that he has, he's going to be going and taking them to the FBI, I believe, at the end of this uh, clip. ...affiliated with Hunter. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter, and I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence corroborating what I have said. So I will not be taking any questions at this time. So he basically said he is not taking any questions at this time, and he's going to be taking all the evidence that he has to the FBI. So with that being said, my next clip is going to be basically five minutes of the Biden family kind of incriminating themselves, starting with Hunter and kind of going with Joe all the way through. If you haven't seen any of these clips, 
you're about to see some some dandy. So uh, have a listen and have a watch. Calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling. Hey, Palace Dad, it's eight fifteen um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. Was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. But my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. This is a detail of most, if not all, of the 27 meetings that Eric Look at all that, 27 meetings Department. Eric Schwerin had at the White House, House uh, 27. And, uh, 2016. Eight of those meetings were in the year 2016 uh, alone. There you see one of them, 229-2016. Steve Rochetti, who is the president's uh, then uh, chief of staff, is now his counsel. Hunter's business partner Eric Schwerin also attended 21 out of the 30 of those listed meetings with the then VP. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, founded, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the largest LNG port in the world. In one instance, the guy that helped Hunter secure a $20 million deal, at the same time he was helping Hunter Biden, he was business partners with the vice minister of state security in China. That's their spy apparatus. And his responsibilities at the spy agent was recruiting foreign nationals to spy for China. So this is not just corruption. This is very serious national security stuff we're talking about. Yeah. I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. I just want to pause and just let that sink in a little bit. Devin Archer is now a convicted felon. He got a meeting in the White House with the Vice President of the United States. That's kind of a big deal. And I, I'd also like to point out that Southern District, uh, he mentions that they, that they were uh, uh, listed as witnesses. Hunter and Joe Biden listed as witnesses from Devin Archer in a Southern District of New York court case. That's the exact same one I, uh, I just referenced. If I could read this, this was from the U.S. attorney. He said, quote, these defendants orchestrated a highly complex scheme to defraud a Native American community and multiple mm. pension funds all to corruptly bankroll their own personal and business interests. That says it all right there, and it pretty much shows everything that they were involved in with. That seems to be the M.O. for all of this. Keep in mind, like I said at the start of this podcast, if this was Trump, he'd be toast, done. I mean, he made a phone call to the president of the Ukraine, and that he even Trump even released that phone call, and they picked that apart, and they impeached him for it, a phone call. One phone call. You add up all these pieces and they haven't even touched Biden. Something 
it smells rotten in Denmark. Six days after Devin Archer joined the board of Burisma, a day after Vice President Biden visited Ukraine, which was five days after he met with Devin Archer in the White House, British officials seized $23 million from the corrupt owner of Burisma. Oh, is that all? Just 23 million? 2014, three weeks later, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma. What a coincidence. A Senate investigation discovered Burisma sent two wires worth more than $112,000 to Rosemont Senecare Baha'i, a shell entity run by Hunter Biden's business associate, Devin Archer. We also now know that Hunter was involved with Elena Batarina, the corrupt and now sanctioned wife of the former mayor of Moscow during the exact same period of time. On February 14, 2014, Batarina wired $3.5 million to Rosemont Seneca Thornton. Only $3.5 million. Co-founded by Hunter Biden. On April 13, 2014, Nine days before Devin Archer joined the board of Burisma, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer discussed a potential deal involving Batarina. Archer wrote the Batarina, quote, confirmed green light to fund deposit, unquote. Archer continued, quote, just spent two hours on the phone with Kiev. I am confident at this point this is a good, if not life-changing, deal if the Ukraine doesn't collapse in the meantime. So that's uh, Senator Ron Johnson, of course, uh, going over his stuff um, at a hearing. But this is incredible, incredible stuff when you look at it. It's, there's, there's so much evidence piling up on the Bidens. It's crazy, but nothing's being done um, in the States. It's, it's crazy. Um, so here's another little quick video. This is of um, a question um, by a reporter at a uh, press conference, and this is what she asks, and this is what the answer was. Actually made some statements yesterday on the Senate floor um, saying that the uh, foreign national on the FBI 1023 form uh, apparently has 15 recorded conversations with Hunter Biden and claims to have two with the president. Is there, is the White House aware of any recordings in which the president might be on tape speaking to a Burisma executive? So the president spoke to this. I think he was shouted a question about this at the uh, Thursday uh, press conference, and I'm just going to quote him and say it's malarkey. It's malarkey. Of course he would say it's malarkey because he denies everything that transpires in his life. He's, he's told the truth his whole life, hasn't he? All these, all these years since he's been in power, like in politics for well over 50 years, well over five decades. It's like, it's, it's craziness. So anyway, here's another little clip here of the uh, them talking about these, uh, these tapes, 15 tapes of... Um, 15 of Hunter and two of Biden. So there are other questions being asked. Part is, Maria, that we have the FBI director, Christopher Ray, that refused to hand over an unclassified form, the 1023, to our oversight committee that Andy Biggs and I both sit on under Chairman Comer. The other shocking part is that not only did he force us to read this unclassified form in a skiff, he redacted not only names, which is actually more understandable, but he redacted the most important part of information on there is that there was 17 audio recordings, 15 of Hunter, 
two of Joe Biden himself about Joe Biden taking a $5 million bribe. How dare Christopher Ray have the audacity to hide this information for his boss, Joe Biden? This is, this is purely uh, protecting crimes. He's hiding crimes the president of the United States committed when he was vice president, and that's where... See how this web is just tangled so much. So, once again, they talk about 17 recordings. Um, 15 from Hunter, two from Biden, two from Joe. And the other day at a senatorial hearing, here is Senator Ted Cruz. This is the assistant FBI director that he's asking these questions to. Because people go, oh, there's, there can't be all these tapes. So I don't believe it. What's going on? Well, it's like a shell game. They're moving everything around. But when you watch these senatorial hearings and you hear these people speak, this guy here, is, like I said, is the assistant director of the FBI. Now, the director of the FBI was Ray. Ray decided not to hand over those recordings like you heard uh, Margie Taylor Greene just mentioned earlier in that last video. They asked for them at their oversight committee, and he would not give them. So that in itself is speaks volumes. Now, people talk about conspiracy theories. Well, if you have nothing to hide, hide nothing. Why? is the FBI hiding information. So I'm going to let you watch this video here. If you haven't seen it already, of Ted Cruz asking the deputy director of the FBI about these recordings. Listen to this. Mr. Chairman, gentlemen, every day when I'm home in Texas, I hear from Texans who are deeply dismayed about the growing politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI. If you are not, every one of you should be deeply concerned about the damage being done to the integrity of the institutions in which you operate. My office hears regularly from FBI agents and from assistant U.S. attorneys who are likewise concerned about the politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI, and this is profoundly damaging to the rule of law in our nation. Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI of a report in FD 1023 in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as Vice President. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. And why is that? I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we've received, investigations. Or you owe an matters. obligation to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the President of the United States? This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator. Well, I understand you don't want to, and that's why people are mad at the FBI, because you're stonewalling and covering up serious allegations of evidence of corruption from the President. Yesterday, Senator Chuck Grassley stood on the Senate floor and alleged that there are 17 recordings of this informant from Burisma, Ukrainian natural gas company. 15 of them are recordings, voice recordings of him talking to Hunter Biden. Two of them are voice recordings of him talking to Joe Biden, Deputy Director Abate. Does the FBI have 17 voice recordings laying out evidence of a bribery scheme? Senator, I'd add all, I would add also that uh, we've worked with the House Oversight Committee. 
Yeah, this is the Senate. We're the other side of the Capitol. This is the Senate. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters, Senator. See, that's the problem. The FBI, and I've had this conversation with Chris Ray too, this is why you are damaging the institution. Exactly. The American people have a right to know whether there is serious, credible... This is why you have conspiracy theories of people saying, oh, it can't be this or it can't be this or it's probably this, because they're hiding. What are they hiding? What's the FBI hiding? Evidence that the President of the United States took a $5 million bribe. And by the way, if it's false, Chairman Durbin just rolled his eyes. If Chairman Durbin were interested in the rule of law, we would have a hearing on these allegations. But of course, the Democrats don't want a hearing on the, these allegations. And to be clear, if the allegations are false, you know who could disprove them? Joe Biden. He could call for this to be released publicly. But the FBI is stonewalling. Would two, you agree? Two things, Senator. No sure. one's stonewalling. The 1023 you just said you refused was provided to answer the question. in response to a subpoena. Okay, then why'd you refuse to answer committee. my the, question? The pertinent information is there, and I reject your assertion that the why FBI is Why did you refuse to answer my question? I just answered your question. Okay. So, yes, you have a 1023. Do you have the 17 recordings? Yes or no? I'm not going to get further into that. So you're stonewalling. You can't say I'm not refusing to answer your question, but I won't answer your question. Exactly. I'm going to answer within the parameters that we operate in. That's the problem. The FBI has right now an unlimited hubris that you believe you are unaccountable. You don't believe you're accountable to the United States Congress, and you don't believe you're accountable to the American people. They're like a rogue faction. They're just doing their own thing. They're not accountable to anyone, not even the senators, the United States senators. It's, it's crazy. And you are doing damage. The FBI is a great institution. When I go home to Texas, people ask me, should we abolish the FBI? Now, I tell them no, because you have heroes and patriots working for you that are catching child predators, that are catching terrorists. But you're sitting there happily erecting a wall to protect Joe Biden. Will you provide to this committee, not the House, the Senate Judiciary Committee, will you provide the FD-1023 and will you provide the 17 recordings so we can assess what is the evidence, the specific credible evidence that Joe Biden personally took a $5 million bribe from a foreign national? Senator, we will work with this committee, you uh, and other members, sounds to like provide a no. uh, the information within the parameters of the process. Will you provide the FD-1023, yes or no? I will take that back and we will work with our... So you're not answering that. Will you provide the 17 recordings? We will take that back and we'll work with you. So you're not answering that either. Did you investigate in any way, shape, or form these allegations? Senator, once again, I'm not going to comment. So you're not going to say whether you did your job? We do our job to the very best of our ability. Well, not here. You're not answering a single question to the American people. And you may think this is esoteric. I promise you, millions of Americans are concerned. You know who isn't concerned? Not a single Senate Democrat. We're going to go through this whole hearing. Not one Democrat will ask a question about this. You know who else isn't concerned? The corporate media who is joining with the Democrats in covering up this evidence. If Joe Biden is innocent... The evidence should be made public and demonstrate that he's innocent. But if he is not, is it true this informant who alleged that he personally took a bribe was an informant the FBI had relied upon previously in other investigations? Yes or no? 
Senator, in each and every uh, investigation that we have, all the work that we do, I ask the expectation no is that... See the non-answers with these guys? They're just a steady non-answer. They're just brutal. I mean, they're just song and dance, and every time you ask, you get a question asked of them. Here is uh, uh, Josh uh, Hawley. He is another uh, senator, and he's going to be asking this deputy director some questions as well. So let's listen to what Josh has to say. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Senator Hawley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Abadi, let me just stay with you. You just started to answer Senator Blackburn's question that not releasing the 1023 or talking about it as a matter of life and death, question of life and death, he said. Explain. It is potentially a question of life and death for whom? with regard to the source of the information. So, okay, so now we've confirmed that the document exists. That's progress because the FBI director initially denied that it exists. <laughs> so now they know we, it we does. have already and previously acknowledged the existence of the documents. Yeah, after you first denied it. Now, when a member of this committee read it, right, the FBI director, let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, I've read it. Then he said, oh, okay, well, gotcha. I guess it does exist. Now you're going back and forth with members of this committee, what's in it. Why do you just release it? Is it classified? The document is not classified. Okay. Will you commit to releasing it? Senator, we'll take that back and we will work with you in this committee. Uh, How about just a yes or no? Will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the President of the United States, the President of the United States has taken $5 million or more in bribes from a foreign nation? The document has already been released pursuant to a subpoena to the House Oversight Committee. Has it, it been released will, to this committee? We will work with this committee within the parameters that are established to meet Will you the release request. the document to the public? It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it? Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. You can redact the source's name. We do this all the time. In some instances, Senator, and I know you know this, that is not sufficient to protect people. And that's what we strive and work to do each and every day. And I hope you would take that seriously, too. Oh, I take it very seriously. But I also take seriously the fact that your institution has repeatedly abused its authority, has repeatedly targeted political opponents. Your institution is the one that went to the door of pro-life protesters with SWAT teams. Isn't that something? Isn't this something how, how this guy can literally not answer a question that's asked of him in a senatorial hearing? It's just wild. Anyway, here, here's another. Here's a, a tape, actually. Here's one of the tapes, and this is uh, of Biden having a conversation uh, with Perchenko, Poroshenko, uh, from the Ukraine. Now, keep in mind, if Trump was impeached for talking to the president of the Ukraine, and here is... Biden talking to him, but he's talking to him about a little bit something different. So let's have a look. Listen to what he says. Hey, Mr. President, Joe Biden, how are you? Very well indeed. As usual, when I hear your voice. Thank you. Well, you are doing very well. Congratulations on uh, on getting the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Shokin did. And, I'm a man of my word, I, uh, and that now that the new prosecutor general is in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new 
$1 billion loan guarantee. $1 billion loan guarantee. Wow, sounds like a quid pro quo, something for something. And they literally impeached Trump for a conversation, like I said earlier, that he had with the Ukraine president. And there's Joe Biden having a conversation on tape and saying, yeah, we'll go ahead and move forward now that, you know, prosecutors looked after. The scales of justice, folks, the scales should be even, not lopsided. And like I said, I don't care. I've said in podcasts before, I don't care if you like Trump, hate Trump, Biden, like him, hate him, don't matter. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, this guy's name is A, the other guy's name is B. I could care less. Just make sure it's equal. And if they're guilty about stuff, then by all means, charge them and do what you have to do. But don't have this lopsided talk back and forth, knowing full well what's going on with the Bidens. It's ridiculous. All right, so before I close off here, I am going to actually do a little uh, a little plug. We have put the... I'm going to do a little plug for a show called uh, 2,000 Mules. If you've never seen this show, 2,000 Mules, they were talking about the cell phones, the uh, geo geo positioning of someone's cell phone. And when your cell phone, they can locate your cell phone. They can locate your cell phone within like meters of where you're standing, like within a couple of meters. That's how they got uh, terrorists in far off lands and they, you know, hit, hit them with, with missiles and stuff because they know they pinpoint accuracy. They know where they are with these geo uh, phones. And um, anyway, this show that's called uh, 2000 Mules is in regards to mules that were taking bundles of, of ballots and stuffing them in boxes. And uh, you won't see this in mainstream media. You just won't. But here's a, here's a, a trailer for this, for this one. Have a listen. Yeah, they're, I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Dinesh D'Souza is the director of this film. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question, and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence, and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. Through the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified using cell phone geo tracking 42 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop box. This is not grandma out walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? So one night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican Mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. 
This is jaw-dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. 2,000 mules. So there you have it, 2,000 mules. And like I said before, people always said, you know, about the election and being stolen and and blah, blah, blah. Well, everyone has, uh, has come to a conclusion with the information that they know. So... You watch that show, you might come to a different conclusion with different information that you can see with your own eyes and say to yourself, is it plausible? Is this possible? Because I know for a fact that, you know, doing mail-in ballots anywhere, you're just asking for trouble. I don't care if it's in Colombia or if it's in uh, anywhere, Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, Canada, U.S., doesn't matter. If you have mail-in ballots, you're just asking for trouble. All right, so that's just a little plug for the 2000 uh, Mules uh, movie because it was uh, very, very well done. And before I sign off, I'm going to do one more video, and I saw this the other day, and this was uh, Secretary Blinken, Anthony Blinken, uh, talking about the United States stance with Taiwan, and uh, I think this is kind of shameful and quite disgusting. It's It's a very short clip, but here's what he had to say yesterday, if you haven't seen it. On Taiwan, I reiterated the long-standing U.S. one-China policy. Uh, That policy has not changed. It's guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three joint communiques, the six assurances. We do not support Taiwan independence. We remain opposed to any unilateral changes to the status quo by either side. We continue to expect the peaceful resolution of cross-strait differences. So, there you go. They're not going to, they're not going to back Taiwan. So they're just not going to back them. They're like they've sent hundreds of million dollars to the Ukraine for democracy, but they won't protect Taiwan and they won't accept Taiwan as a sovereign nation. They're just like opening up the doors for China to just go ahead and do whatever they want. It's not right. It's not right. Right? It's, it, when you think about it, the whole thing is, it just doesn't make any sense. Right? And here's another thing that doesn't make any sense before I sign off again. I'm just going to throw this other thing up here. I'm just going to show you this picture that I just uh, posted. So the first one, of course, Muammar Gaddafi, Osama bin Laden, and Saddam Hussein. And the bottom one, of course, is Zelensky. So to be continued. The United States seemed to give give weapons and then and those and those those leaders just they're gone it's it's just crazy but anyway like i've said before this will hopefully all work out work out in the wash and um get get itself sorted out Anyway, listen, that is all today for today's podcast. That's a little over 30 minutes. That's that's enough uh, chatter, enough videos. I want to thank everyone for listening to my podcast today. Everyone that's subscribed to my channel so far, it's much appreciated. If you'd like to subscribe, like, and ring the little bell that I put up over here. There you go. Put it up over here. Just ring that bell. 
and uh, you'll be notified every time I post another video. It's much appreciated. All my videos that I post on YouTube also go to rumble.com. Just go to rumble.com and type in The Surge Affect, and you will find me there. You can also find me on any Android or iPhone application. And you just uh, do the same thing on that application on an iPhone or an Android uh, for a podcast app and type in The Surge Effect and you will see the black TSA with a microphone. And that's me, The Surge Effect. Um, I can be found, of course, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I post uh, once in a while, not all the time, but I do post uh, things once in a while. So, like I said, it's much appreciated. Please subscribe and like my channel. It helps out with the algorithm in YouTube. And um, until next time, have a great day. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, Type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.